Good Dano, come on in. Seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind, never fading with the sunset when the rain sets in. Your footsteps will always fall here among England's greenest hills. You can't have went out long before your legend never will. Um, so welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, to a very moving start of the Sorry Not In Service second podcast, podcast two. It's a Sorry Not In Service podcast two. We've bought an extraordinary new bit of kit, William, doubled my initial outlay for this podcast experiment, uh, and uh, only to discover that the microphones don't work on it, and so we are um, straddling the same mic. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, we're str- we're straddling the same mic. It's in the middle of the room, and um, so that's we're circling this... around it with suspicion and spears. <laughs> so you've got the sound of spears being sharpened in background in uh, Sheffield. So, um, welcome along. Well, they've got steelworks, or they used to have a steelworks. Oh, Thatcher! I was just about to think of Thatcher. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then I did think of Thatcher, and then you said the word Thatcher. Oh, tessellated. Back to full circle. Uh, and speaking of back to full you circle, will Back to full circle. <laughs> That's the whole point about false. That's a drawing an eight. You could try. Uh, we're um, we're back in the parents' attic, of course. Uh, not much has changed, as it will, except we're only using one microphone. That's the uh, only real difference from the last podcast. Yeah, weirdly, I've just realised the thing that mainly thing that's changed is presumably it's slightly lower audio <laughs> quality than last time. I think there's some slowly I, decreasing quality. Eventually, this is just going to be the sound of knocking on wood. I think some show notes from the last time. A uh, few things that we're going to uh, we're going to do better is I, I I sort of lost sight of the fact we weren't live broadcasting. So when I was live playing in jingles, which thanks to iTunes played David Bowie straight afterwards. Yeah, um, I could quite easily have done that in in the edit. You could just do that in post. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do that now. <laughs> Hole. 19 out of every 31 bodies of water do not have plugs. Fact hold. And then he did it. Then, it. then he did it. Yeah. I mean, for us here recording, I mean, nothing happened. So mm. it was sort of an anticlimax for us. But for you, for you listeners, what a time. I don't know if it's that anticlimactic. No? Oh, well, no, because, like, it's the start, isn't it? <laughs> that start was a real anticlimax. Yeah. <laughs> going <laughs> so yeah we're back in the attic looking up at all the posters collected over the years of hitler and banana man who can tell the difference eh? well hitler's mum presumably <laughs> that's what you'd think simon but as a recent discovery not so much oh it turned out they're actually twins they are. two sides of the same Genetic. potassium coin potassium coin <laughs> bananas Oh right, I see. I'm trying Sorry. to impress you with science, and I think I've done the job there. Well, what a great way to uh, to to uh, shock and surprise a foe mm. is by just like disguising yourself as somebody working in a shop. Say, for example, right, and the foe comes through. Yeah. They pay for something. Hope with for this to work, it's got to be in uh, in cash. Right. Sure. And it, amongst their change, you hide a potassium coin, and they take the potassium coin, and the uh, contact with the moisture in their hands causes it to burn at a high temperature. Well, you've certainly, I'm, I've certainly been served, science knowledge-wise. Um, William, how's your, uh, how's your, how's your, x amount of days been since we were last recording? I've, I've barely even seen you. I've not seen you that much either, Simon. I mean, this is in keeping with a standard uh, 
radio system. Yes. Uh, but now, not radio. Yeah. Uh, what happened since then? I became a 31-year-old. What was the best present you got, bracket, i.e. from me? Oh, what did you get me? I'll give you a clue. Honk, honk. Yeah, because that booze was technically from Carla, wasn't a it? A goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very well, Simon, but unfortunately the folks got me a maverick. Oh, very good. Hey, oh. oh, very nice. Very nice indeed. Do you remember when Dad used to have a crippling addiction to maverick bars? I do, I do. He could weird. walk for toffee. <laughs> and bits of biscuit. <laughs> Rather confection. Nice. Kind of a confectionery gag. Uh, you might have to cut that out. I don't know if actually that was a dark time. I think it might be. We'll just bring brevity to it. and Brevity? Yeah. Do you mean levity? Yep. <laughs> What's brevity? <laughs> brevity means it's like brief. Okay, fine. <laughs> just bring brevity we'll just br- to We'll just make that dark period in his life much pretend shorter. Pretend it was brief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. That's how I got over Diana. We'll pretend got... it was really brief. I just pretended it was brief. William, I've got, I've got something exciting to, to say. Uh, can you remember uh, Erotica's Duncan Elliot? Uh, Duncan Elliot. Duncan Elliot. It doesn't work because you're only on one mic. Coming close. Duncan Elliot. Um, I was very lucky, we were very lucky to have uh, young Duncan Elliot and his uh, wonderful lady chum, Molly Cockcroft, uh, down uh, for Saturday afternoon. I think you'll find Duncan Elliot co Me to meet the boy. No wonder she won't look me in the eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and um, and uh, Duncan Mole went off to our local co-op to pick up some lunch. And uh, who did they bump into but the new guy behind the counter who I'd upset with reference to the Ramblers. He quickly kicked his muddy shovel behind <laughs> under the <laughs> counter. <laughs> well, I... I, I what can I do for you? Here, look, who knows you're here? Did he say that? You no, know, he didn't. No, no, no he, he didn't, didn't ask whether or not anybody knew whether... No, 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 no. I mean, just to recap for the listeners, I'd, I'd suggested that he might have murdered some... Or been fr- or, or be framed for murdering uh, some ramblers that he'd served in the shop. Later, so far, he's not night. denied so the possibility. Far, he's not denied nor been um, prosecuted. So I'm, I've, I forgot the trail of thought here. Actually, what did you he... sent Duncan Mole to the co-op. Yeah, the no, new guy was there. Yeah, um, he's not a murderer. Possibly, I can't remember what Duncan said to him now. Duncan said something to him referencing the podcast. And what we've been talking about. <laughs> Fact hole. Here's the white stripes. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to call him. Can you do that? Anyway, the end of the anecdote is Duncan said something funny to the man in the co-op. Jesus. <laughs> wept. <laughs> I forgot what he said. Jesus would actually weep at that. Oh, awful. Go. Also, Simon, yeah. when you asked me what I'd been up to since we last did a, um, a little broadcast together... <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> that was me. Carry on. Right. What happened was, I said, I turned 31, and you said, what was your favourite <laughs> present? And then immediately moved the subject on. <laughs> to me and my failed memory about my adventures with Duncan. Yeah, so that was a worthwhile <laughs> diversion, wasn't it? Uh, hey, guys, we could probably get away around the traffic on the 378 by going down this back lane. But, Dad, 
this back lane also why are you Canadian but <laughs> but dad but dad this back lane isn't a back lane it's just a closed farm gateway it's okay kids I know what I'm doing dad we've been parked here for four minutes now staring at this gateway I think we might have to get back onto the 378 and tolerate the traffic. No way, kids! I've been driving for 14 years! I know what I'm doing! Dad, I'm hungry. <laughs> Sorry, is this your birthday? I should have paid more attention, Will. You've obviously had a very traumatic Pretended period. Pretended to be Canadian and stole some children. Wow. Well, We're allowed to do it. Justin Trudeau's cool, and as a consequence, Canadians have a free pass. There lies a tale. Mm, for child theft. Uh, no, no, darling. No, darling. My birthday, first ever birthday, I've spent away basically from the folks. Oh. Yeah, normally the dilio is come over here, eat some beef, and it's all good. Hmm. And uh, this time round... No, went no to beef. Dartmouth. Oh dear, no beef no. in Dartmouth, of course. Unfortunately, there was beef in Dartmouth. Beef with you? Two slices of beef. Shall I go into a big old Dartmouth-based anecdote? Here? Oh, my favourite kind. Mm. Just wanted some room tone. Oh, okay, sure. If we get some room tone, yeah. then it makes it easier to edit. Go room on. tone. Room tone. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So, went down to Darcy. Sure. Darcy. Got down there, and basically about half an hour before the car landed in Dartmouth. I'm an aggressive driver. Sure, remember. Uh, It became... (laughs) Speed bumps aren't an issue for you. They're an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Come on. (laughs) The Chinese have only one word for speed bumps and opportunity. (laughs) And you're Chinese, of course. Yes. Hence your... Anyway... Well, what, Simon? Carry on. <laughs> Room tone. <laughs> Room tone. So, it became apparent about half an hour before getting down that lady was not well. Oh, dear. She had a kind of a case of the sniffles, bordering on lurginess. Yeah. Right, OK, well, for, for those of you who can't see, I'm shocked. So, we took we took a bottle of, of chocolate-based uh, uh, cream liqueur... Out onto the docks. Sure. Uh, d- drank half of that. Walked up a big hill. Drank the rest of it. Walked down the big hill. Classic Will going out for a holiday time. Traditional medicine. Trad- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of holistic. Healthy people would do this. So you're going to do all this too. It's kind of holistic. Uh, write that down. <laughs> lovely stuff. I've not a pen. Carry on, Will. It's okay. I think we're recording it. Oh, good. So, lovely stuff. <laughs> The next I'll day, write it down later when I listen back. <laughs> the next day, the next day, uh, it was um, according to the Met Office one degree, but with wind chill factor, feels like minus four. Ooh. So I looked at my ill lady and I said, "You know what we're going to do? We're going to take you out for a walk." She went, "Well, it's your birthday." I went, "Yeah, it is. We're going out for a walk." And so, <laughs> so we went out. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a gentleman. Yes, so I took her to a co-op first. Of course. Loaded down six bottles of Desperados, <laughs> a bottle of Pinot Grigio, and half a litre of cream liqueur in my bag. Got me a couple of Valentine-style plastic glasses that shaped like roses, and a bottle of water for swilling the cream liqueur out. <laughs> She's my sweetheart, and I won't have her Desperados tainted with cream liqueur. <laughs> Went out for a walk. We stopped at Dartmouth Castle, just outside Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. And 
the name for the castle. Um, <laughs> she's my angel, and I'm going to look after her. <laughs> drank a can of energy drink, said, you are sweetheart. And she went, I'll get through. And I said, good news. We went off on our walk. <laughs> good news. Yeah, I say good news a lot these days. Why not? Good news. Not a bit about. <laughs> and uh, shortly after uh, we set off, went, uh, could do with a little stop off for a bit. And went, yeah, well, we'll find somewhere nice for a bit. And he went, yeah, because this isn't a great place for, to stop off. And enjoy the uh, enjoy the scenery. The minus four feels like minus four. <laughs> a heavily overcast scenery, Classic. quite blustery. Lovely mm. time. Classic romantic will action, and uh, it's difficult to find somewhere nice to stop. And we found somewhere nice to stop, but it was full of people, so we kept going. Your favourite. Because you don't really want to stop for around people. Partially because one of the things is on this particular stretch of the southwest coast path. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. There are a lot of signs saying uh, public intoxication is a criminal offence. So you don't drink next Red to those. Red City. Yeah, precisely. Or Dartmouth, well, which I think it's called think Dartmouth. Red... On the sign as you enter in, twinned with Red Tape City. <laughs> <laughs> they share an awful lot of their... Um... And they do share their ordinances with Red Tape City. It's a bizarre state of affairs. <laughs> it's quite... Yeah, anywho... Moving swiftly onwards, uh, well, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. We moved swiftly onwards with my very, very ill lady. And occasionally what I'd do is I'd reach into my backpack and pull out a desperado. Of course. <laughs> Crack it open, pass it on to her. Come on, we'll keep going, we'll stop in a bit. Swigging desperados, keep walking. Swigging desperados, keep walking. Um, until, eventually, I realised that it was the day was wearing on. Mm-hmm. My lady was very ill. <laughs> she was not well. And... I went, we're going to have to stop. We're just going to have to stop for a bit. We stopped in a bus stop. Chivalry alert. (laughs) Yeah, hello. Uh, And um, uh, cracked open the cream liqueur. I had a look at the bus timetable and realised that either we were going to have to sit in this bus stop for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. or the next one we were going to get back uh, was going to be two hours later (laughs) from three miles further along the coast path. And having looked at this and having realised that essentially our own desire to keep going and refusal to stop for a pleasant break mm. anywhere grim yeah, uh, had forced us into the, this position, uh, I didn't want to admit this to her. I instead started talking about a tractor that was parked across the way that was clearly about 60 years old but had been regularly you know, done up. Serviced, with a, yeah. Yeah, with a new, like, cabin on it. That was nice. It's a good new cabin. And I went, oh, that's odd. That tow hitch is pretty pretty new. It's got a couple of tow hitches on there, stuff like that. <laughs> I was trying to distract her and wait for this bus to get nearer. So I could go, oh, you know what? There's a bus Let's in just a get the bus. Let's just get the bus. I've looked at this tractor for long enough. We're not out here for any <laughs> other reason, are we? Good grief. It was, uh, it was, um, yeah. It was a bit trial. We had a good time. Sure, it sounds it. But it's seven, we did seven and a half miles hmm. in, uh, I think it was two and a half, three hours. Right. Up with quite a lot of climbing in, in it as well, which for a very ill lady, it feels like minus four conditions whilst also getting slowly <laughs> drunk. Drunk on creamy booze. <laughs> drunk on desperate. With her idiot boyfriend for company. <laughs> she did very, very well. Mm. 
She did very well in the evening as well, but I reckon I'm going to use that as a kind of cliffhanger. Oh, for the listeners, while we go and have dinner? For, for the list, cliffhanger alert listeners. What's going to happen next? I mean, obviously for you, it's just going to carry on at this point, isn't it? Nipples. Fact hole. Lionel Richie's favourite book, film and hobby is to kill a mockingbird. Fact hold. Right, back in the room. Uh, we, so we just had dinner time, ladies and gentlemen. There was Ooh. a brief lull where we had dinner time, but it wasn't a lull, predictably enough, for the very best things said this evening yeah. around the dinner table away from the microphones. As is traditional, everything that happens off mic is best. Yeah. So yeah. welcome back to what is not best. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Certainly not as good as Uncle Buck, which is very much now an in-joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, William, uh, we've heard all about your... <laughs> We've heard all about your travails yes. in the boozy town of Dartmouth. Yes. Um, would you like to hear from a very old friend of ours? The continuing adventures of Mr. Tootie Baghorn. That's right, William. Tootie's been... Um, a Tootie's back? Tootie's back. Uh, back where he belongs. <laughs> oh, dear. And, um, and we're all very excited about it. Now, William, um, Tootie received an email from a man called Ajavon. Ajavon. And uh, I've, I've printed out the email correspondence that Tootie forwarded on to me. Important uh, distinction there. Yes. Uh, listeners uh, of oh, a, yeah, of of a uh, immature bent, um, Tootie Baghorn um, receives an awful lot of junk mail and um, and replies to it. Yes. And, uh, and uh, it scrapes and there's consequences. So, William, we're going to do a little bit of Sorry Not In Service acting this evening. Uh, you are going to play the role of Tootie Baghorn. Am I? And I'm going to play the role of Ajavon. So, um, right, so here's your script. Well, this is a surprise. Yep, well, I thought you'd like this. Now, don't turn that over until uh, each page is an email, as uh, as they say. <laughs> they say that, don't they? Yeah. So, uh, Tutu received the following email. Um, Dear Sir Stroke Madam, we are interested in purchasing agro seed, animal feed and grain from your company. Please provide us with your product catalogue or website for our selection. Best regards, Mr. Adjavon Kujovi. To which Tootie replies, Good day, no, Adjavon. Thanks for writing to me. I was a little surprised as I have not launched my seed, feed and grain company yet. But as of this morning, Croncolium Moradius Limited is up and running, so we can begin to do a hot business as each other. Below are a list of the grass seeds I can offer you, and the prices. Maximum gripe, £278 per tonne. Obsequious Nigel, £266 per tonne. And Loud Jenga, £263 per tonne. All of the above are 97% guaranteed to bring great crop, with the other 3% set aside for the inevitable snake nests. (laughs) If you are growing something else, just let me know. For example, e.g., we do a quality corn seed. It is called Exploding Jennifer and will grow at a dangerous rate. This is currently priced at £289 per tonne, but I must warn you not to look down at the seedlings when it is in the ground as it can poke with you in the eye within seconds. Again, I must stress that it does grow at a dangerous rate. If you need the above prices in kilograms, then simply take the per tonne price and divide by 1,000. It's easy! What animals are you feeding? We can do feed for all sorts, from cows to calves. The full gamete. 
Please let me know if you would like to pay me money for my seed. I have lots of it and will make you very satisfied. Tootie Baghorn, Managing Director, Croncolium Moradius Limited. So Astrophon replies, Dear Tootie Baghorn, Attention Croncolium Moradius Limited. Good morning and have a blessed day. I am so glad to read from you and to know that your company have this said product for supply, brackets, gripe, <laughs> gripe slash Jenga for animal feed, brackets, cows. <laughs> uh, also rice and millet for charity donation here in West Africa. Firstly, let me introduce my agency. My name is Mr. Ajavon Kujovi. I'm the regional managing director of Kujovi Associates. We are working as a sourcing agent to a humanitarian organisation that are interested in purchasing this product in a large quantity. I would like to know if your company can handle this contract supply. Uh, please inform us how much quantity your company can supply on a monthly base. I will appreciate your company's swift feedback. Good day now, Ajavon. Thank you for applying to Concolium Moradius Limited. You are the current record holder for most correspondence. <laughs> we would be delighted to help. We have got seed galore. How much loud Jenga and maximum gripe do you need? To be honest, this is a moot point, as following your email, I have put down a deposit on an unfeasibly large cargo ship so we can deliver literally any amount of seed. Just let me know. I don't think you mentioned rice seed for charity donation in your previous email. I will speak to my top scientist, Mr Trevor Bucket, to find out how to make rice seed. I can give you a price for the seeds once I know how much of our ace product you need, but I can guarantee you an unbelievable price. Tooty Baghorn. Uh, dear Tootie Baghorn, good afternoon and have a blessed day. I'm writing to inform you firstly that the buyer have gotten a company that will supply with them with the rice and also the end buyer is preparing their official order quantity so once I receive it I will get back to you ASAP. Meanwhile, like I told you before, we are not the end buyer and also this is a bidding contract and your company will be required to obtain the bidding vendor form in regards to our country's policy. If you have any more questions, please do contact me ASAP. Tootie replies. Good day now, Ajavon. I'm terribly sorry for the unswift feedback. Also, thank you for wishing me a blessed day. I had a blessed day on the day you wrote to me and another yesterday. I am so pumped full of luck. Today has not started well, but then maybe this is a punishment for my tardy reply. Anyway, enough Herpovianism. Enough Herpovianism. I misunderstood your previous messages. I did not realise that there was a bidding vendor form to complete. Could you tell me where I can get one or send me one as an attachment? Yours, Seedily, Baghorn. <laughs> Dear Tootie Baghorn, Adjavon says. Good afternoon and have a blessed day. I am very happy that you have had a very good day and happy day after my email. And I know that is God's doing. Like I told you before now, there will be a vendor purchase form which will gild the contract. Inform me if you have contacted the end buyer for the pro forma invoice and procedure for the contract awarding. Keep me posted once you contact and hear from the end buyer. Best regards, Adjavon. Good day now, Adjavon. Thank you for your blessings for the day before yesterday. It was spectacular! I won the big fighting tournament and had an erotic encounter with an old teacher of mine. Pretty good stuff, I'm sure you'll agree. Today has been less good. I am desperate to supply you with seed. 
brackets, I've already got 700 tonnes of the blooming stuff waiting to go on my big boat to you. I need the vendor form. How do I get it? Who is the end buyer? How does Baghorn contact them? Yours desperate to release my seed, Baghorn, Cronkolium Moradius Limited. Dear Tootie Baghorn, good afternoon and have a blessed day. I'm sorry for my late reply and all comment are well noted. Regarding the purchasing of the vendor form, it will be purchased at the head office here in Loam, Togo, and below is the end buyer contact details. I will appreciate your company's swift feedback. Good day, no Adjavon. I write with bad news. Brackets, like the loss of a limb. Close brackets. I contacted the West African Humanitarian Contingency Relief Agency on Wednesday, but they had run out of forms. Apparently they only print 10 and then use the printer for firearm practice. It doesn't seem right to Baghorn, but then I'm just Baghorn, CEO of Croncolium Moradius <laughs> Limited. Could you, maybe you could email me a copy of the form. Otherwise, I don't think the seed man cometh. Brackets, I won't be able to supply you with seed. Close brackets. Just to prove how dedicated I am to this project, I have written the below in capital letters. I have a fire in my belly to give you seed. <laughs> Please help. Back on. Dear Tooty Baghorn, good morning and have a blessed day. I am writing to inform your company that we would like to receive the email your company gotten from the end buyer for our documentation on further communication. Best regards, Ajavon. Gordano, Ajavon. I am sorry for the delay in replying. The operation was not a complete success. Brackets, the doctors had been adding rather than removing organs. While I was in hospital, I did get a reply from the end buyer. He was a gentleman called Billy Turnpike. and was very rude. <laughs> he described my seeds as BS and made several references to my small hands, even without having seen my small hands. He was very, very rude, but also impressively perceptive. Hands, not seed being BS. So, I am in a pickle, Adravon. You won't buy the seed from me, and I get no success from the end buyer. What can a marketing director of Concolium Moradius Limited do about it? Yours sincerely, and I mean that sincerely, <laughs> Tooty Baghorn. Tooty Baghorn, good morning and have a blessed day. I have received your email and all comments are well noted. I want you to know that I've got in contact with the end buyer here in Togo, and he clarified me that you never contacted them. If your company is not ready to make the contract supply, I will advise that you state it clearly so that I will proceed with another, with locating another company that can supply this product to us. Get back to me with no delay. And I think that is the end of the correspondence that Tootie oh, sent me. Oh, oh. Because um, Tootie um, advised me uh, in the, um, the email that he forwarded on, the email chain that he forwarded on, that he became very um, concerned that he was actually dealing with a um, actual charity... <laughs> institution in West Africa. Um, yes. Now, traditionally, Tutti, I mean, due to the curious nature of Tutti's luck, mm. most of the people he pursues as potential investors for his various uh, schemes... Sure. I mean, from the outset, they do seem to be shysters. Sure. Mm. Sure. So, I do you know at what point Tutti decided the people who had emailed him there... Well, uh, it was probably in the, within the last three emails. 
that he thought maybe genuinely was a... There didn't seem to be a... Normally there's a hook. There's a hook, isn't there? Normally there's a hook. Yeah. Not, not just a genuine question about seed supplying. No. No. Weird. It was a bit odd. Yeah, that does sound strange. So Tutti told me. So Tutti mentioned. CEO of Concolia Moradius Limited. He's a busy guy. Yeah, he certainly is. That's Tutti. The Continuing Adventures of Mr Tutti Baghorn. William. I'm sure you're delighted to know that it's that time of the show. Is it? Yes, it oh, is, sir. brilliant. Favourite time of the show, sir. Mm-hmm. You are now embarking on an odyssey of discussion about a podcast. It keeps the world asking. Podcage. Podcast. Good or bad. Podcage. Podcast. Good or bad. Podcage. Podcast. Good or bad. Which one is Podcage? <laughs> This question has no answer. Well, we'll give it a good, good try anyway. We'll give it a whirl. Yeah, why not? Delicious. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we twirl. review every episode of um, of the hit podcast, Pod Cage, in our special feature, Pod, Pod Cage Cage. Uh, hit! It's where we review every episode of the podcast... <laughs> Pod Cage, in our special feature, Pod, 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 Pod Cage, Cage. Cage. Uh, our, um, our erstwhile friend uh, Tom and the Grist character, we, um, uh, sort of, uh, it's doing, kind of a doing, doing their own podcast. So um, we're uh, up to episode two, the yep. second film in the Cage canon, and the third podcast Indeed, Pod Cage. Um, so um, they're reviewing the film Valley Girl in this episode. Yep. Uh, starts off, uh, Tom uh, is, is, is outed by the Grist character as being in a bad mood. He is, isn't he? Quite early on. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's around exam woes. And I, I don't know if you remember where, when Tom was our dear what Tom up to, Tom. Well, back in the good days. Back in the good, healthy Before days. Before he went uh, electric. Yes, well, rogue or... Yeah. Treacherous. Treacherous. He failed two tax exams. And uh, so I think his bad mood was possibly another, another failed tax, tax exam, another botched tax exam. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that put a bit of a, a damp spin on things. Um, they nearly another come to one. <laughs> well, I mean, there's more in this review to come. Well, oh, God. Um, <laughs> they nearly come to blows at the end when um, when Tom won't let the uh, Grist character talk. Mm-hmm. I've got um, a theory about that. Go on. Well. You continue with your analysis of it. Well, I was, I, all I was going to say was this episode is quite Tom heavy, so I'm kind of siding with the Grist character to oh. an extent, which I know flies in the face of your belief system. Mm. Well, okay, so whilst whilst they're in the process of discussing this film, sure, this Valley Girl, mm-hmm. they 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 raise the subject of the way it's kind of a, a retelling, maybe a flimsy retelling of the Romeo and Juliet myth film. <laughs> Yes. Ancient film. <laughs> ancient myth film. Yeah. Yes. The ancient milm. It's spelled with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't help but notice that on the subject of um, this this burgeoning love between the two key characters... In the film. Randy and Julie. Sure. In yeah. the film. Yeah. yeah. The, the Grist character starts making mention of the way that he became violent in a need to feel anything whatsoever oh. and started punching the sofa. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. yeah, precisely. And I can't help but wonder whether or not this has been spurred on by the uh, idea of seeing two people in love when presumably he has none. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have two people in love. 
No, he just doesn't have... Just nobody likes him. I, I just think he's just turning to violence as sure. a kind of outlet for his own uh, frustrated plans for life. Mm, yeah. I mean, you know nothing I, I, of... <laughs> I know enough about him to be able to accurately make that judgment. Fine. I think he's just turning to violence. Because <laughs> no one can or will love him. Yeah. Wow. It's implausible, really, to think that he will ever find love. Well, that's... <laughs> Well, I keep listening to Sorry Not In Services reviews on Podcage to discover yeah. whether or not the Grist character does eventually find love. Or whether he just pretends he has. Um, my next point, well, Tom, um, Nick's, um, Nick's my catchphrase. More sort of um, pickpocketing from the Sorry Not In Service canon. Indeed. Uh, he uses the phrase, um, so that's all good then. Oh, he does, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He says that. I know, and, he says that. And at one point, he even deigns to say the word moot, as in, like, you know, mooted. Yeah, 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 it does. So, actually, it uh, does as well. Yeah, yeah. Fingers in the till from uh, Thomas. Not only that, but once again, the uh, the keyboard comes out for an impromptu uh, jingle. Yes, that's right. Yes, of course. Yeah, which have, yeah. Uh, they get um, very self indulgent later on after the reviewing the film, which is a lot uh, like us. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, certainly the joke I was going to make was, you know, you shouldn't do that on a podcast with just this kind of overarching. thing. Sort of back backstory, which is the, that's all you and I do. Well, that's that shark. But jumped. that's that that shark has been not only jumped, but then whilst in the process of being jumped, the jumper has sort of turned its back mid air and shot it in the head. Uh, so um, yeah, they get very self indulgent about how they met, which was um, a lot of fun. Uh, Tom um, Tom does a nice new jingle for his tagline time feature. He does, uh, which is uh, most enjoyable. Um, Again, on the aforementioned keyboard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you got any more opprobrium for the Grist character? Well, I mean, the other thing that I noticed towards the end, following on from his uh, violence in the face of, uh, you know, female disinterest in the young lad, I couldn't help but notice that uh, uh, I mentioned Mr. Tom. Yes. He raises the uh, fact that the first two films by the Nicolas Cage character uh, were both directed by women. Ah. And in response to this, I couldn't help but notice the Grist character said, yeah, but the second one's awful. Immediately just reinstating Ooh. the patriarchy, which yeah. he so firmly relies upon. And violently. Yeah, and violently. I don't think he likes the idea of women succeeding in the arts. No. Or anywhere, no, really. Or looking him directly in the eye. No, certainly not. No. Uh, which, thankfully, none of them would. <laughs> Save for fear that he was on the verge of stealing their purse. I've had a good idea, Will. Yes. <laughs> I've had a good idea. You know, at the end of this feature, we do podcage, good or bad. Mm. I, I think it'd be a good idea if we did um, Sam or Tom, good or bad. Yes. Yeah. So, so in this podcast, this podcage podcast, will yes, uh, the Grist character, good or bad? Oh, bad, bad. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, bad. Tom, he's, he's a violent misogynist who will never know love. <laughs> what about what about our dear? What's Tom up to, Tom? I'm missing, <laughs> missing in action. Yeah. MIA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Good. Well, I think it's um, only well, here's hoping he's not. KIA. Uh, this is. This is the. I end. just watch yourself around that grist. Yeah, especially if uh, if you grow your hair any longer, Tom, and uh, resemble a girl. Uh, so uh, we're saying um, podcast will uh, as a whole. Uh, this episode podcast good or bad? I'm going to say. Well, I was going to say bad, until Tom played a lovely song at the end, uh, which I think we're going to play now. Sam and Tom. Friends forever Sam and Tom Hanging out together 
doing a podcast hope it'll last that was nice man i just thought i'd do you a little ballad (laughs) (laughs) we can cut that changed my mind that song changed my mind about the whole thing yeah yeah oh fair enough then friends forever yeah yeah hmm you can't pick your family but you can pick your friends and Tom's clearly picked Sam Grist. I know. What the hell is wrong with him? Yeah. I've never heard anybody who hates women quite so much as Grist. I mean, at least Trump's clearly pretending. <laughs> it's just unpleasant. Your homework is to listen to five pod cage podcasts by Wednesday. No marathons. Space out your listening. Well, uh, something something exciting happened to me today. Push on, darling. Yes, well, uh, I, I, I have done it. By the way, well, um, I've, I've put a little sting in there between the end of Pop, Pop, Cage, Cage and what we're talking about now. So Whenever the, we take room tone, I assume that's what's happening. Yeah, so, so, um, so that sort of tone of voice that you had of exasperation with the Grist character sort of is out of step with where we are now in the podcast, post-edit. God, I hate <laughs> so, so, Will, exciting news today. Oh, it makes your skin crawl. Um, Carry on. I've I've been invited to a stag weekend. <laughs> no, you haven't. We oui, monsieur. We oui, monsieur. With the French? Uh, no, uh, with um with uh, 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 I, I assume you won't listen to this. Uh, with <laughs> with Giles, our head tractor driver, he's getting married, and um, he's taking um, me, uh, the boss, and. Um, all the other tractor drivers and big men to Dublin for a weekend. <laughs> to Dublin? Yeah. And we're going to go in a minibus and there's going to be 23 of us. How are you going to get to Dublin in a minibus? Well, after the flight. Oh, and right. And the flight. <laughs> and there's going to be lots of us. And I was very polite, but I just... But you still ended up going. But I'm, I, th- I fear I'm going to have to go. And I just it, it's going to involve going out on a Friday and Saturday night in Dublin city centre um, and it could get messy and could and and um, I just don't know it's um, I think I feel it's going to be an evening of um, lime and soda and panic attacks for me the hell are you playing at Simon I said yes why didn't you just say I've no interest in that it's (laughs) such a bad idea think rationally for one moment Giles Think rationally and go, oh yes, Simon is a great guy. He's probably one of the key things that's holding this farm together. Yeah. But conversely... That's in the concrete. Mm-hmm. And the cows, they help. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're a kind of mobile concrete. But he's not going to get anything out of this. And more critically, he's, you know, that not getting anything out of it, it's probably going to be a problem mm. within the... Yeah. Oh, Simon. I saw the list that he wrote, and I'm one place below the guy that keeps blocking the toilets at the farm. With what? Excrement. Oh. Well, I suppose it's root more. Um, I was, I'm, <laughs> and I'm below him on the list of people to go to Dublin for this weekend. Well, I need advice. I need help. Listeners, I need advice and I need help. Sorry, not in service at yahoo.co.uk. What on earth, how on earth am I going to survive this weekend with 22 burly men off their cheeses on cider um i don't know well your head's in your hands 
Okay, so the answer is that you... There's a minibus. Sure. Okay, so you're a designated driver. I fear so. So you're keeping an eye on the minibus. <laughs> I've got, I can't go to the club. I've got to keep an eye on the minibus. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's genuinely the answer. You do not engage with it at all, Simon. Mm. But you keep well out. Mm. It would be horrible. I yeah. mean, it's just work. Yeah. But then, so would going to a club. So it would yeah. be going to a club, that would be work. Yeah. I had to leave early at the Christmas evening out a couple of years ago because they went into a Weatherspoons in Yeovil and I couldn't hack it. Yeah. Well, um, anyway. Um, right, so Simon. Yeah. D- uh, y- yes, for a start... Okay, so the worst case scenario is you do have to go under those circumstances. You never leave the minibus. Right. Okay. You take a you take a studio pal, uh, not a studio, a stadium pal with you, so you can just wee into your trouser leg and it's safely stored. <laughs> a stadium pal. I think they're called stadium pals. Right. Okay. Right. You uh, d- uh you don't eat anything. Sure. And because I'm not certain what the equipment you'd need for that is, <laughs> you cut a hole in the bottom of the driver's seat. And then blame it on the guys just above you in the list. <laughs> and you go and you do not engage with them. Alternative is, for getting out of it, you speak with your boss, Neil, because he might be the person who's most likely to understand when you go, this is a really, really bad idea for me to go. Yeah. I really don't want to. Simon, you've got a child who's new. You can't even do your Friday nights in Wiverliscombe <laughs> for the radio show. Why the hell are you going to Dublin for 48 hours? Bear men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I've got a ready-made excuse. Yes, you've got a ready-made excuse. Oh, fine, I'll do that then. Yes. It's like, it's like you've gone, oh, no, I don't want to have to grow all this wheat for, to, to, for, for to make my porridge. For to make my porridge? For to make my porridge. Downstairs, Simon, you got some ready brick. Oh, uh, why well, go out for porridge? Add hot ready water. Bake, ready brick at home. Because ready brick's not as good as actual porridge. Sure. Why go out for ready brick when you've got porridge at home? The analogy is convoluted it's, uh, at best. It's flawed. <laughs> well, can you remember what we did with my stag? <laughs> yeah. We went out in dinner in Warwick and then went to an owl sanctuary in Kidderminster. <laughs> I'll tell you what else we did for your stag, Simon. Come on. We watched BBC Parliament. <laughs> we watched the Select Committee and developed man crushes on Alex Marshall. The police commissioner. Yeah. yeah Look that's him right. up, listeners. Alex we Marshall. Went to, we went to Warwick. We had a pizza dinner. We watched BBC Parliament in the hotel long into the night. Then we went to an owl sanctuary near Kidderminster. <laughs> Fact hole. Wood comes in different lengths. Fact hold. <laughs> Wait, um, would you like to tell us a little bit more about Darty before we say good night, good morning, good afternoon, adieu. What's up? This is the Truman Show. Uh, okay, so Darty, Darty, Darty uh, party. Previously on Darty. We Darty. Oh, Mr. Darcy, you're quite hillocky. Dillicky? Hillocky. Oh, a hillocky. Oh, Dartmouth. Dartmouth. It's quite hilly. So, well. Darties of pleasure. Okay. So, Darty, we get back from this walk. We get a bus back. Of course you do. It's fine. We go back to our apartment. We have ourselves a little shower. We just kind of 
relax for a bit. And then there's a discussion about what are we doing this evening? Well, it's my birthday. Should we go out for a meal tonight? Proper like, because we're <laughs> all in our town. Get dressed up and go for a meal. Massively pissed on creamy liqueur. Go for a proper posh meal with you all ill. Milady was ill. We'd been out for a long walk. We'd had a few drinks. Decided rip, rip. it's probably not a good idea. Also, the previous night, we'd gone out to a restaurant called Kendrick's. Kendrick's? Kendrick's. And at Kendrick's, we, um... We'd ordered two things off the special board. Bottle of wine. The bottle of wine arrived. We drank half of it before the actual meals had arrived. When they arrived, they were burnt. Oh, goodness. So we had to go through the rigmarole of when people came over to sort everything out and say, was everything okay? Go... No, stuff is like burnt and dry and kind of not good. They went, oh, okay, and then walked off. I was never certain what a person in a restaurant was supposed to do about that. No. When they come over and say, is everything okay with your meal? Mm. It turns out what they do is go, oh, and walk (laughs) off. (laughs) And so we sat there slightly annoyed and went, whatever, we haven't got anything else to eat. And so just finished it. And then a different waitress came over and went, hey, was everything okay? And we said, no, it was dry and no, burnt and it wasn't okay. She went, oh, you finished it? And went, yeah, we haven't got anything else to eat. It's too late to go anywhere to get anything else. We were quite short on options. Mm. So, yeah. Good. Skip skip back forward to the next day. That was kind of a bit of... Skip back forward. It's kind of a bit of Pulp Fiction style rearranging there. Of course it was. I mean, I'm I'm lost as to where we are in the timeline. Bruce Willis is still alive. Got it. Thank goodness for that. (laughs) Someone got through 2016. (laughs) That's on a side note. Last man standing. Bruce Willis. What an awful set of circumstances that would be. Yeah. Um, Skip to the night in question. We're going out. Deciding we're not going to go out for a meal. Okay. What we do is we... We wander over to a nearby co-op and we pick ourselves up a selection of things. So it would be nice and easy to just prepare back in this apartment. You've got some smoked salmon. You've got a pizza. Oh. You've got, you got a nice lock of salad. Sure. Nice things, you'll see. Chuck it back in the self-catering apartment. We're going out. So we wander out to a uh, nice little hotel bar, order ourselves a couple of cocktails and... Um, nice. Just while we're waiting for these cocktails, I became aware, just over my, uh, just just to my right, there was a man in a kind of gilet puffer jacket, kind of akin to the one that Simon's wearing at the moment, listeners, to give you a mental picture. Hello. (laughs) And he was staring at me and softly smiling. And that's all I had, was staring at me and softly smiling. And I did the sensible thing, which was go... (laughs) Blow me a kiss. (laughs) <laughs> which is look away. Go- oh, sure. Just the British thing, waiting for a drink. I've seen, I've inadvertently made eye contact with this person, stare at something else. But I can see in my peripheral vision, he has not moved away. Of course this not. This smiling man. Mm, intriguing. And so I look back again, and he's still staring at me, and then he kind of extends a hand for me to shake. And I I gave him a look that of course. was... Wary. Sure. Look, who are you? But maintain eye contact, give him a firm handshake. That's fine. And then he looks past me to Milady Emma. And he extends a hand, and she shrugs and extends a hand as well. And he takes her hand and lifts it to his mouth to kiss her hand. 
At which point, I want to melt his teeth. Of course, because <laughs> he didn't offer you the same graciousness. Precisely. Staring man as a as, as a as a so appropriated your lady friend. The smiling man has done this. Yeah. And I am slightly bristling with rage. Of course. And I decide the thing to do is to ignore the situation. We take the drinks, we go over to a corner of this hotel bar, we chat about the pleasant day. I'm very impressed with how well she did. Mm. And... Certainly considering how much booze he'd fed her. Mm. I think that's what's keeping it going. And, uh... So, let me with speed. Although, he... 20, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> He's more of a Mother Teresa. <laughs> yes. And, uh... The Mother Teresa of Rock. Sorry, we'll finish these. Let's just get through. Let's work through this. Let's just, just try and get through this. <laughs> the man, the man approached Emma. The man, the man. Yeah. So that section happens. It's awkward. I, essentially, after that moment, clearly look very angry with him, and not in a properly aggressive way, mm. but I give him the kind of look which says, "You best leave." Go on, do it to me. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Problem is, I was smiling then, Simon. I don't think you can quite get it. It's difficult to... Well, I'm keen on leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm quite angry now again. It's <laughs> <laughs> difficult to get into that state. Uh, we go over to a corner of this hotel bar. The bar's full of uh, people chatting. It's quite nice. The smiling man stays over... Where next to the actual bar, we're mm-hmm. in a corner. Sure. It's fine. Best place. There's some dogs Go working on. at the dogs. There's an open fire. It's quite warm. It's pleasant. We finish our drinks there and say, hey, let's go to another place because we're only in Darty for that one night. Let's go and have a look at a couple of other places. We go for a little walk. We find a nice little kind of um, locally type looking pub, mm-hmm. but it's got a lot of people in it and it's got some great music in it. Awesome. Some live music. Been on the hunt for live music. We step inside this pub. And, oh, it's packed. Oh, it's crowded. But it's nice. It's exciting. You know, there's live music. Sweat of Ivra. We get a couple of drinks and we go, there's nowhere to sit down. Hey, there might be someone to sit down over there. You thread your way through and it's lovely. Sit down and look around in this pub and go, wow, look at the spread of humanity in here. Young and old. People probably too young to be drinking in a pub, but hey, at least they're in here and not out on the streets causing trouble. And you've got your old types who think they've probably been coming to Dartmouth for the best part of 40-odd years. Isn't this kind of beautiful and just lovely? And you're looking at all this human uh, dynamism. And uh, after a while became aware of a degree of human drama. This is especially going on with the young'uns. Oh, they are want to do the drama. They are want to do the drama. There's young'uns talking of of interactions twixt these young'uns. Happy slapping. Uh, so on and so forth. Dick pics. Uh, mm. There was talk of dick pics. <laughs> is, that, is that the end of your anecdote? No, 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 no. The end of the anecdote's a bit different. Go on, do the end of the anecdote. What I'm going to skip through to the end and then Pulp Fiction style go back through and explain the intervening stuff. But, but if it helps. No. Turn okay. the mic levels back to normal. Got it. So what happens is I'm aware of all this human drama that's going on. I'm aware of a kerfuffle that's kicking off with the young ones and we think what we'll do is we'll move to a different section of the pub for now. Right. Because there's stuff kicking off over there. We'll take our drinks, walk around to a different bit, try and see this band because there's a lot of people in front of the band. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. We're going to get a drink. And then become aware that not only are the young'uns, say, 16 to 
20, mm -hmm. not only are they kicking off a little bit, but also, so are the 20 to 40 demographic. They're not actually getting violent, but what they are, it's getting a little bit lecherous. Right. Lecherous. And, uh, yeah, lecherous. Right, okay. There's, there, there's an awful lot of, all right, love. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, in Darcy, that lady, she's given as good as she gets. And, um, <laughs> and then as we're watching this whole thing unable to see the band but able to see all the human drama we become aware of there's actually a degree of interaction between the, the both sets of ages all the sets of ages we're talking 16 to 40 now there's there's some kind of level of interaction between all of them because they all know each other right and this is getting a little bit difficult to deal with and it's a little bit crowded, it's a little bit warm, and Emma's not well, and we're both quite drunk, and we think, what are we doing here? And then I realise the other thing that's happened is about ten feet away from us, through this crowd, I see once more the smiling man <laughs> who is staring at us. And he's now followed us to this new pub, and I think, that's a problem. And so, Emma steps outside for a puffer, um, she says, are you going to get another drink? I say, I'll think about it. And I wander over to him and say, no. And that's all I say. <laughs> it was walk over. No. Walk outside to find Emma and go, look, it's, it's not Grace in there, is it? Should we move on to another pub? <laughs> Fun moment. Oh, my word. <laughs> just was no expecting that. Well, just the bravest little bunny in the hive. The way I thought saw it was that nobody else was talking to him. Mm. I thought he's either... Not local to here, in which case nobody in the pub is going to have his back. Or he is local to here and nobody's talking to him so they know he's trouble. So if I can, do, I can probably just get away with walking over there and saying no. And then walking on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to an altercation. Just, just do that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So Maybe I should do that in Dublin. <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> no. That's about it, yeah. Do you want to go to a nightclub? No. 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 Don't don't put a question there. No. 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 Pretend you're talking to a dog. No. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why he talks to dogs. <laughs> no. Fetch? No. 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 Ah. No. <laughs> No. No. Um, end of the anecdote is, I grabbed Emma, not grabbed Emma, well, but Emma. I chucked her over my shoulder and said, we're leaving, and uh, just walked down the road. There's a quieter pub. It's got a pool table. I can see there's a jukebox. Doesn't look like anybody's using it. We step inside there, grab a couple of drinks. Lovely time. What mainly happens is it turns out that the landlord is the guy on the pool table and he has no intention of leaving that pool table. And also it turns out that this is the pub that takes all the overflow from the original pub we were in <laughs> after Christ. they've kicked off and been chucked out of that pub. Uh. And so all the lariest elements came along to join us in the new pub. And we sat there and I watched them, entertained by the human drama, until I looked over at Emma and suddenly realised that she was very, very ill. I took her home and at half eleven on my 31st birthday, cooked her a lovely meal. Oh, got there eventually. Yeah, and I never saw the smiling man again and neither will anybody else. No. 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 
Don't, no. Don't point as well, son, because your hand wavers because you're not used to that kind of confrontation. No. <laughs> don't raise an eyebrow either. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Can't help but raise an eyebrow. No. 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 <laughs> no. 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 Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Oh, and also, actually, I'll take this opportunity to mention that our friends over at Sorry Not In Service have started reviewing every episode of Podcage in a stupid parody of art. They're sort of saying how we're doing like a challenge a challenge podcast or whatever. So they've taken on board the duty of, of reviewing every episode. So when they review this episode, they'll be reviewing a podcast that's about a film that's about making a film. Yeah, is that all the levels? Do they? They're reviewing every. Oh, I've already told you this, did I not? I I haven't listened to any of the the recent ones. They haven't been. They've been a bit hit and miss because Simon's had a baby, and babies make you stop doing uh, podcasts. Mm. Uh, so they're only done episode zero and episode one. I mean, this is really circle jerky us talking about this. But if if but, you want to listen to reviews of this... Yeah, if maybe you're stupid and you don't know how you feel about an episode, whether it was good or not, and you need you know someone to tell you if it was a good episode of Podcage, then check out Sorry Not In Service, because they've got all the facts. Do they do Sam or Tom good or, Sam and Tom good or bad? They do Podcage good or bad, <laughs> I think, yeah. They love this show. <laughs> they I really know. love it. I know. They're, they're bottom feeders, in a way. Yeah, they do, it's the trickle-down... <laughs> yeah. Situation. This is good actually because they, they use it as an opportunity to just slag us off. So it's, finally, we can get our revenge. Yeah, on those bottom feeding brothers. We're bit. like Nicholas Cage is like a big whale. Yeah, and we're and we're like a little fish that swims behind the well eating bits of poo. And then... <laughs> see, I was gonna go for a different. I was gonna say they're the poop eaters. <laughs> no, no, and then they're an even smaller fish than us. Who float behind eating us. Our poo. Eating our poo. And but at the moment, we're also eating their poo. No, we're eating Nicolas Cage's poo. No, but now, because we're talking about them, we're also eating their oh, poo. Yeah, we're, well, it's like a human centipede, and Nicolas Cage is <laughs> up the front, producing. <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle, taking stuff from him. But also... <laughs> but then giving it to them. <laughs> yeah. And then they're at the back, just plopping out <laughs> thrice-digested <laughs> material. Just pooping into the ether. <laughs> <laughs>